everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 320th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we are once again back with the Jurassic Mailbag, this time for May. Uh, Jennifer Evans is back once again to join me to sift through that mailbag to get to the bottom of all your thoughts and concerns over the past month about, you know... All kinds of Jurassic World Dominion stuff. There's a lot to talk about. And just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, which is the last mailbag before Jurassic World Dominion uh, hits theaters, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us audio files or questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you could head to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, of course, you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, but we're already collecting questions for the next mailbag. And like I said, it's going to be a big mailbag, the last one before Dominion hits. And also, just a heads up, try to keep them as spoiler-free as possible. Try not to go into too too much detail on things you may have read or seen. Uh, we want to try to keep it as, as fun of an experience as possible. And also, try to keep your messages to about three minutes max, if you if you can. But enough of all that. Why don't we go ahead and take care of some quick business? So over on our website this week, we had a great contribution from Chris K. Uh, talking about Jurassic events and celebrations and what kind of things we'd want to see moving forward. And I think it, it comes off the heels of Generation Jurassic and all the cool stuff that happened there. But we want to see something bigger, better, uh, make this fan base even stronger. So I can't wait to see uh, what happens in the future. And hopefully articles like this help spread the word, you know, get this out there. All of you, I want you to share this comment, start the, uh, the conversation, because if Universal sees the conversation heading in a certain direction, we want to make sure, uh, you know, we, we cultivate the experience that we want to see, right? We want to see something fun, something big and massive for all fans around the world, not just in certain locations. So hopefully we can get something like that in the near future. So thanks to Chris for uh, writing up that article as well. And uh, also over on our YouTube page, we've been doing a ton of things over there. I've got, uh, what do I have here? I've got unboxing, a big massive box that Mattel sent out. I was able to put that up, I think last week. There's like two toy hunts that went out last week. And um, another unboxing of uh, uh, the Hammond Collection Baryonyx, which was great. I also uploaded two videos from the Jurassic Wire, our, uh, our episode last week. Uh, we put up the video versions over the weekend. I didn't have a chance to put them up during the week, so go check out the video version if you want to see that, if you didn't catch last week's episode just yet. 
Um, I also did a live stream, as always. There was a lot of really fun stuff coming in over the past live stream last Wednesday night. Um, CinemaCon was happening, so we were kind of basically waiting and talking about what we want to see. And then, of course, CinemaCon happened, and they revealed the new trailer, which uh, I know I didn't put out any content related to the new trailer. Apologies. Had a busy last week. Uh, but... Um, but, you know, hopefully this will suffice. We do talk about what people saw at CinemaCon, and it was a lot of fun. So please go check out that. Also, you will notice if you go to our YouTube channel, you will see that there are a bunch of videos scheduled for the upcoming future here for our live stream nights, which is, again, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a rewatch of all of the Jurassic films going on. So if you want to catch up, before Jurassic World Dominion hits. I know I do. I need to rewatch these movies. I love doing that when a new movie comes out, whether it's Jurassic or Marvel or Star Wars. I want to rewatch the old ones to kind of get familiar with them. Not that, not that I really, we, need, we don't really need to get familiar. We know these movies perfectly in and out, but we're going to rewatch anyway and we're going to do it live together. Um, you won't be able to watch the movie on our live streams, but you can hit play along with me and hear the commentary, and I think it's going to be a great time. So, uh, Wednesday, uh, May uh, 4th, sorry, I'm stumbling there. Wednesday, May 4th, uh, we've got Jurassic Park coming your way, 9 p.m. We're going to watch the movie, talk about it as we're going through. Um, also, Wednesday, May 11th, we've got the Lost World Jurassic Park. And then Wednesday, May 18th, we've got Jurassic Park 3. And uh, Wednesday, May 25th, Jurassic World. And then we're going to hop over into June, June 1st, kicking off Jurassic June with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And following that, you know, that's the last film we have to watch, but we are going to watch something else. So on uh, June, Wednesday, June 8th, we're going to watch Battle at Big Rock and the Jurassic World Dominion prologue back to back. So we'll pull those up on YouTube. But uh, like I said, get your DVDs ready. We'll sync these things up. I'll say like three, two, one, play. We'll all play together and we'll uh, we'll talk. I'll, I'll read stuff from the chat, put stuff on the screen and uh, give you my thoughts and feelings. And maybe we'll have some guests along the, for the ride as well. I'm very, very excited for this rewatch and it, it will lead us straight into Jurassic World Dominion. So if you've been thinking about uh, rewatching the films, this is the best chance. So hopefully you can watch them week to week as we head to Jurassic World Dominion. And it is getting close. It is right around the corner. So uh, definitely keep an eye on our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of, of videos coming out uh, over the past few weeks and, and uh, into the future here. We've got a lot of stuff going on. So please stay tuned to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff. Hit that notification bell. Um, and yeah, we, I think that's about it. That's all I got to cover here for the intro. So we've got a pretty packed episode of the Jurassic Mailbag, a bunch of great questions and comments. So why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of May. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. 
Welcome back to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of May. We are, uh, we're, we're getting very close here to Jurassic World Dominion. We are on its doorstep nearly, just about one month away from, from the release of this movie. I cannot wait. Um, we've gotten some new stuff to, maybe to talk about today. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and of course, I got to welcome in Jen. What's going on, Jen? How you doing? Hi, happy May. Happy May. Oh, it's like I said, it's so close. And uh, we were just talking about this off air, but uh, we were talking about spoilers and, um, you know, what's out there. And because they've released new stuff and and uh, we've we've talked so much about this, uh, you know, over the course of four years now. Right. Um, about how me and you saw this uh, saw Fallen Kingdom together with Chris mm -hmm. and we went into that movie and we were like so hyped so hyped and then when we came out we were like oh we definitely saw all that movie we we, yeah. we knew we knew everything about that mm -hmm. movie a part of it is is uh our most of it is due to what we do right like me and you sit here and do this yes. um I'm in it every day you're in it every day and it's impossible really to get out of it um you know, it's 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 very very difficult. So so well, Fallen Kingdom, like while I love that movie so so much now, uh, at first it was very difficult to get past that initial. I saw this whole movie via marketing before we got into the theater, um, and I think we're getting there. We are there. We are absolutely there now um, for Dominion, and it took a while. Uh, you know, it took a while to get here, and we we within. A span of a few weeks or whatever i forget how long it's been a month or what however long we've gotten like trailer featurettes other tv spots a second trailer um you know we've gotten magazine covers and you know stuff inside the magazine with information and pictures and so we've literally gotten everything within the span of like however long a month or two and it's it's been wild and uh fairly impossible to to kind of stay fresh on this so mm -hmm. i know and like we were just saying like you've been trying to stay away from this second trailer to the to your best ability right yeah i mean you, you just mentioned all the stuff that came out and here i am like i'm not gonna watch the second trailer but then i'm like well i have to cap it for my bryce stuff so i kind of <laughs> like i took my glasses off and i put one eye open i had the sound off and i was just like just stopping at bryce moments quickly just cap 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 and then just kind of letting it go and I don't know. I mean, what a hopeless, impossible endeavor this is. Because as you were mentioned, there's magazines, there's toys, there's everything yeah. in the world is telling you what's in this movie. And I'm like, blurrily looking at this second trailer. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, this is like a fool's attempt here, but I am trying because I, I just remember like you were mentioning the Fallen Kingdom experience and like what a disappointment it was because we saw so much already and then when we sat down we were so excited and we came out of it and we're like we saw this whole thing we saw well, there's no new scenes basically well and that was just heartbreaking yeah i don't want to do that again well i think we have something to our advantage maybe this time around is knowing that fact is that we went into that movie with all the knowledge essentially and and came out with a few extra tidbits and things like we knew some extra stuff once we came out of the theater but um i th i think that might help us this time is like 
okay, we're going to sit down in that theater and we're going to be like, look, I mean, we saw all these things. I think we know what this movie's about this time. I maybe won't be as surprised when I come out of this experience thinking like, uh, you know, it, it spoiled me. I think we're, we're maybe we're a little bit more used to that now. Hopefully that'll help our reactions a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, well, it's hard. I'll give them this, though. They've done better with, than with Fallen Kingdom. With Fallen Kingdom, they just gave and gave and gave and gave and gave. And here we are, May May 1st. Spoilers, we're recording this May 1st. Um, and <laughs> it's already... And, like, we don't have much. We have that little behind-the-scenes... Not even behind-the-scenes, just that legacy thing. Um, it's not even behind-the-scenes. Uh, and then the two trailers. And other than that, like, you compare that to Fallen Kingdom... It's not bad. It's not bad. And I am glad because it's making it a little easier to just kind of step back. And I'm just like, please don't release like anything else. <laughs> we have one yeah. month. Just be just re-release what you have. Like redo that. Just don't give me anything new. Cause we're so close right now. And I, I feel like they've been doing a pretty good job um of keeping things. Like even the I didn't watch the second trailer completely like that, but I've heard that it doesn't give like plot points away and it still keeps a lot it doesn't show you a whole lot and there are still things where it shows you kind of moments but it does not tell you any plot and i think that's really good and it's an improvement because fallen kingdom was like here's the trailer and here's the entire movie and here's the plot and here's what happens and there you go so this is a little better yeah um i definitely agree i think um like i think we've gotten a lot at this point, but I, I do think that what we have received has not been too spoiler heavy or too plot heavy. So it makes mm -hmm. it a little bit more easily digestible is like, Hey, we, we can tell from these trailers and, and all the articles and things like that. It's like, we know that we've only gotten a part of the story. Like yeah. in, in our minds, we know that there's another half or so to this story that we're missing. Like, they literally haven't shown any villains or anything like that, you know, and I, I, I villains in quotes, whatever you want to call them. Like, we haven't mm -hmm. seen anything from that side of the story. We know there's a lot of details within these trailers that they haven't even really focused on. They've just given us quick glimpses, and it's like, we don't know how all of these things connect. We're still sitting here wondering what these characters are doing in this movie, and and I think that's a good thing. That's, that, that is pretty good. So when that hand... They've definitely excelled, I think. And they haven't really given us... I think I, I was projecting that we would be getting that story trailer. Um, and they gave us a slight tidbit of that story. But like I said, there's still what much more story to tell here. So I'm really, I'm really excited to just see that portion of it in the theaters. Hopefully we don't get anything else. Hopefully that was yeah. it. But who knows? We, we still have a little bit over a month. So anything, I think, is on the table at this point. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, this is good, this is it, this is all we're getting. Um, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I am I am happy that, like, there's less dots to connect, a lot more that seems that they didn't tell us this time around. Um, you know, because we have all these pictures and, and pieces of evidence uh, for different plot points in this movie, but we just don't know how they connect or where they come from or what we actually will see happen. So that's pretty good. With Fallen Kingdom, there was a lot more dots to connect and things with the featurettes and all the stuff that we had. Mm -hmm. It was a lot more dots to connect 
Um, and there's plenty to do in this movie too, but um, a lot of questions. So I think that's a good I thing. Think- Something they did right on this trailer was comparing Fallen Kingdom was Fallen Kingdom was literally telling the story of the movie. That trailer was this is where it starts. This is our purpose. And mm-hmm. they stood in the bar and they were t- telling the whole thing about the volcano and saving blue. Like they went through the entire story in the trailer, like in order. But in this one, it's like, here's a shot of, here's a shot of blue. Here's a shot of Claire. So you see what she looks like. Here's a shot of Owen. Here's a shot of the new people of the, yeah, the the new, not even all the new people, but some of the new cast. Here's a a shot of the legacy cast real quick. Shot, 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 shot. But it's like, it's not telling you the story. Like Fallen Kingdom literally said, this is what we're doing. This is, but, um, but this one is just like, quick shot quick shot quick shot you get to see what everyone looks like and but we're not going to tell you anything else which i liked now i will say there there was a lot of the different information and stuff from these articles did you read into all of these uh variety Mm -hmm. of of vanity fairs or empires no no okay i mean i we have them and we i looked at the pictures but i did not i don't mm -mm, no i don't want to know any of that okay all right so here's what we're gonna do as always, I don't know what any of these people have called about. <laughs> this is just <laughs> this is just the tactic I take. If I had known, maybe maybe I would have listened in this month to kind of uh, skirt around some things. But I have no idea uh, what these people are going to talk about. So I'm going to do my best. So this is just a little warning for everybody out there listening. Uh, if this is choppy or uh, we're trying to figure things out, this is we want to make sure we keep this as uh, you know. I guess spoiler free, but even though it's it is marketing material, it is things that are out there for everybody to enjoy. Uh, I want to make it the best experience for you as well. So uh, let's see what we can do. Um, this is gonna yeah, be. I'm interesting. gonna guess most people, <laughs> most people listening to this podcast, are like I want to hear their thoughts on the trailer and the magazines, and I'm like I don't want to give any thoughts on the trailer and magazines. <laughs> They're probably be like, why are you here? Yeah. Well, I might. So uh, everybody out there, I might have to like. Tell Jenda, hey, take your headphones off for a second, and I'll continue, and I'll listen, and I'll, I'll explain it to you after after the voicemail, and be like, you know what, may is there, and I'll, I'll like rephrase it so in a way that you can maybe answer it or something like that. But okay. um, we'll see what we can do. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a listen to an MP3 here from Jared. Jared, do you got spoilers or no? Let's find out. <laughs> hey, it's Jared, and well, with uh, Jurassic World. Dominion almost here. There are a few. Be, care- be careful, Jared. Uh, you said Dominion. I'm scared. Things I wanted to share regarding my thoughts about uh, both um, Jurassic, about the film, and also the what's next for the Jurassic community. Ooh, With uh, Dominion's premiere quickly approaching our horizon, it really begs the question: What's next for the future of Jurassic, for both uh, the films and um, the Jurassic community as a whole? For the past several years, we've been showered in so much uh, Jurassic media, uh, merchandise, and other content. We've witnessed the incredible growth of many YouTube channels and podcasts that were born from the massive rebirth of the of the Jurassic Park films in Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World trilogy that has really honored and expanded like um, further upon what uh, came before from both Dr. Michael Crichton and Steven Spielberg with the original Jurassic films and novels. 
if you need any real clear signs that Colin has done real justice for the legacy of Jurassic Park, we have literally we have literally scores of Jurassic themed events and memorabilia. I mean, the twenty fifth anniversary celebration right before Fallen King Fallen Kingdom's premiere, to the very recent Generation Jurassic, um, I mean Generation Jurassic unveilings, and the scores of games, clothing, toys, and figures. And new theme park attractions have been flooding and dominating like other merchandise and um, genres out there compared to, well, really most other franchises out there. These events and the scale of merchandising and memorabilia would have not have even existed or have happened had the fans not felt or believed that Colin had both revitalized and uh, delivered the best Jurassic content uh, that uh, built upon what Crichton and Spielberg created all those years ago. It reminds me of it reminds me of the energy of various dinosaur documentaries I've seen over the years, where every time Jurassic Park is brought up, and how it how it just revitalized everyone's awe and appreciation of dinosaurs, sci-fi, and storytelling, like never before. Like uh, light, like the saying, "lightning in a bottle." And it might be safe to say that Colin has actually captured another bolt of lightning with uh, the with the Jurassic World trilogy. And speaking of Generation Jurassic, the unveiling of all of the new toys and figures just released and yet to be released by Mattel and Funko uh, are all <clears throat> beautifully sculpted and articulated, especially a couple of the newest Hammond collection editions, which I'm. Um, know that a lot of people have been sharing and talking about uh, these past several days. The special guest speakers on the, the panels were are all amazing personalities that we've been fortunate and uh, to have known and gotten to know in the community within the past few years and are all willing and eager to engage with the fans that support them and share like uh, the things that they have created like I mean share the stories about what they've created what inspired them, and how much they just love interacting with the fans. And uh, <clears throat> and now it's also something else that's important, to, another important highlight from the event to not be overlooked, is um, actually having the opportunities to engage with other members of the Jurassic community in person, rather than just through, like, um, well, online media, to be able to share our ideas, our experiences, and just talk and hang out. Because many people have, I mean, because with many people um, some who have something important to share, uh, wait, let me rephrase that. Because there are many people who have something important to just share about the things that they they love and are most passionate about. And well, to basically close this out, uh, with all that said, <clears throat> Um, with this being the closing of Colin's Jurassic World trilogy, where does this leave the future of Jurassic? Is it really an ending, or will it be a passing of the torch to the next caretakers, story writers, and actors to create new stories and characters that can carry the legacy of what came before from both Spielberg and Colin and Michael Crichton? Where can they still go with Jurassic? And I think we all can, I mean, I think we all will wish and hope for the best for whomever takes up the Jurassic Torch from Colin and Stephen, and that they too can deliver 
an amazing drastic rebirth uh, like what we've all shared in uh, for these past several years. And thank you to everyone in the Jurassic community for actually, well, for building the community that we've all come to love and appreciate. There we go. That was Jared. That that was so great, Jared. That was like really like well thought out. Lots of great interesting questions and things to touch on over the past, you know, few years and however long. That was awesome. There's a lot in there. Yeah. So let's, where should we start? We've, we've got, this, mo, mo, I guess mostly this is like, what what is the future like? What uh, what does the community look like? What, what, what do we have for us all in the next few years or however long once Jurassic, you know, concludes in quotes? Um, you know, we've gotten all these events and theme parks and, and uh, theme park rides and, and things like that, like, what do you want to see, I guess, out of, you know, the remaining uh, whatever, however long we're all a part of this franchise and a part of this uh, this uh, community? Well, the first thing that popped into my head when he was saying all that um, recently, anyone who's like, oh, the new podcast and all this. Back in when the Internet was invented in my house in 2001, <laughs> when it was born into my house, there were Jurassic Park 3 fans and communities and message boards and i mean this isn't new like the fandom isn't didn't just happen and come from jurassic world there they existed when the internet was born like they're even josh i mean geez he's been around um that in the community forever i mean this community (laughs) existed way before jurassic world and i was in it way before jurassic world like yeah early 2000s mid 2000s i was on those message boards i was in that like i've been part of this community since then so it's definitely nothing new um it just evolves with technology and so podcasts became a thing so then there became drastic podcasts and and um just events became a thing and you get a movie that makes a billion dollars like he was saying with the um, (laughs) lightning in the bottle which i love that saying i just using that the other day for drastic world um they did get lightning in a bottle again. And when that happens, then you get the funding. So the fans have always been there and they're not going to go anywhere. And I mean, you'll have your people coming in and out, but they're, they've always, 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 always been there. So that's not changing. And then when you get lightning in a bottle again, um, that's when you get the events, the parks, the, the stuff. And it's already proven it could do that here. So I don't think it's going to be too bad of a dark ages because technology will just keep going and people will find new ways to create stuff. I mean, that's just what it is. And if you're a fan of something, you're going to find a way to create stuff. So that's not going away. And they see as a money standpoint, they see this as a money making thing, whether we like that or not, that's how they see it. So it's going to keep going. I don't think there's an end. Not now. Not since they got lightning in a bottle twice. They're going to keep trying until they get it a third time. So I think we're safe. I think we're good for a long time. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be fine. I, I've i had a lot of people ask me very similar questions about like, hey, what what happens when this is all over? What happens to the podcast? And I'm like, well, I mean, hey. For now, we have a lot of analysis after the fact, right? We've got a lot to talk about once the movie is out. Uh, we have 
so many other uh, conversations that, that that are scheduled or to be had, um, book clubs to be had. There's going to be you know more discussion on video games and toys. They're not done yet. So there's at least through this cycle, we know that there's going to be a lot. And it's it's very it seems very incredibly likely that there's going to be many more. We'll say movies, shows, whatever the case is. There's definitely going to be more. Um, and, and like experiences like um, the exhibition or the live tour. I mean, those are going. They're 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 like scheduled until like 2023. Like so, we've got a long time uh, for those kinds of things too. And they'll build out their dates even farther into the future, which is exciting. Um, and you talked talked about adapting, and I, I I like that. I you know, you're right. That's this is what the community has done this whole time is we've gone from one place to the next to the next until you know we've really settled here on Twitter where like I feel like I, I can't imagine that there's like a bigger community of Jurassic that we're just <laughs> I unaware think of. The same. You know, I like think I the same, I, I always yeah. wonder like is this this is the community like this is it we this is we i know everybody here like this is the mm-hmm. community but i wonder yeah there's other places out there i know like the facebook group is not a you know very pleasurable place to go and hang out sometimes but it exists and there's thousands upon thousands of people in there and there are still forums and things like that but we adapt and we change and we evolve and we go to different places and and um yeah i i appreciate that they have these outlets and things for us to go to and things to do and to meet up and to talk about things. Um, and I've always been happy to have this as an outlet for people like Jared to call in and say like stuff like this, amazing stuff. Um, so I I love that. And I think we will all continue to evolve and change. Um, you know, Jared talked about Crichton and, and I think like there's, there's, and we'll see after Dominion too, how many extra stories there are to tell, you know, they've been mining from these books these two books for 30 years now so i don't think there's any short i think there's still stuff to tell i don't think there's anything you know no shortness of uh stories to tell from that book so there's or two books so there's plenty of stuff to come out of those um you know the theme parks i think will continue to expand and to create new hype uh, around new rides and new experiences so there's nothing to worry about there uh generation jurassic is an interesting one because like and and I've I've criticized the event to a certain extent, saying like, hey, uh, you know, this could be bigger and better and grander for, you know, the community and things like that. And I think what they did was really cool, and and you know, we saw a lot of really fun things come out of that. But like, I think that name needs to speak to something bigger and better. And I would love to see like this. Like this is the one portion where I don't feel like they've really, um, they've really like done the best that they could is with the fan events and things they've had some here and there and they've been very closed off and and you know you have to get your special ticket or else you're not getting in um and very west coast very east coast very west coast yeah I, i would like this to be expanded generation jurassic sounds much more grand than revealing toys which is very cool and obviously i love that like I'm a big toy collector, um, and I love seeing those things. But I want to see something big. I want to see something huge, um, and I think Jurassic can can handle that. I, I really do, and I think we could make something a lot bigger out of this multi-day and have bigger guests and and experiences and 
panels and all this stuff. And hopefully we get there one day. Um, I, I wish it happened already, but but hopefully we get there one day at least. Um, and that'll give us more chance for these, you know, these engagements and uh, different, you know, conversations and things that we can all talk about together because I, I you know we're all on the same level here I don't I don't consider any one of the community members any more advanced than anybody else so mm-hmm. I think we're all capable of having great conversations in person or you know wherever so hopefully we get more chances like that to do that and uh I assume they'll just pass the torch when it comes to the movies you know I don't mm-hmm. know that Colin's gonna continue here he'll probably just be you know, co-credited as a producer, just like Steven Spielberg has been, you know, and he'll just be a, an advisory guy, you know, at this point, I would assume. Who knows? Maybe he'll yeah, have I mean, more of a hands-on approach, but but uh, I expect keep, it to go they're gonna elsewhere. They're going to try again. Yeah. They were able to do it twice here, so, and it, I mean, it took a long time in between, and there were dark years between. I mean, that's a oh, long time, yeah. 14, some, whatever years. Like, that's a long time and there was many scripts that came in and fell through and then there was rumors here and rumors there and and the fandom and the community was there for each one of them so they're going to be there for each one coming after this so there's there's no yeah worry that the community is going to go away yeah yeah back in 2001 things were a bit different the movie didn't take off as much as they like it to they'd like it to the movie wasn't as great as it could have been there was a lot of like you know sourness at that point and i think you know the the movies went downhill a little bit in terms of uh like the raking in the money and stuff like that so at that point it's like hey let's have a gap for 14 years or whatever it was um at this point it's like money they're just still making tons of money and they've still Mm -hmm. they still got these like i said these events are out there still so they need they need to continue that train and there's no no indication outside of the trailer saying the conclusion <laughs> and a lot yeah. of the, the conversation, like these little interviews on the side about talking about the conclusion. It's literally, it's not, it's going to be the conclusion of this specific story and this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much more to tell. And I, I, I can't wait to find out what that is and see how, how far they're going to go. But um, yeah, I'm not worried about the community or, or the franchise, to be honest at this point, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, uh, you know, hyped on it all i think it's gonna That's continue rolling the highest optimism we've seen in a long time right where we are right now like everything is looking good i think this is one of the best times actually of prospects and and things yeah. to come so i think so i think so even though they're they're you know showering us with this doom and gloom of uh, the conclusion mm. i think there's definitely still a lot to, to talk about and we can't they forget gotta the make frank... it dramatic yeah and yeah, we we can't forget that Frank Marshall had said this is like the start of a new era. So let's let's not forget the, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our next one. Uh, again, thank you so much, Jared. This one comes from Jake. Maybe here we go. Hey, Brendan, it's Jake. I just wanted to call in for a minute because I, if you remember, uh, a few months ago I told you that I absolutely love Legos. So I just yesterday picked up the dress, the new Lego Jurassic World Dominion set that has little a Tyrannosaurus and Owen on a motorcycle and some little baby dinosaurs. But that's not the point. Just once I built it, the hype for Jurassic World Dominion it just like (laughs) just like smacked me across the face. I don't know. (laughs) I just got so excited. 
And then I remembered that I have to wait like two more months, but we can push through. It's gonna come. Anyways, yeah, that's all I had to say. Bye. Yes, Jake. I I I feel you there. I feel that so hard. Uh, Jake does have another voicemail. We'll get to that in a second. But have you, Jen? Have you had anything that like you've gotten or like or seen or anything that that has smacked you across the face and said, "Get hyped! Jurassic World Dominion's coming." Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm trying to remember what it is, but I've had a few. We talked before that I'm just like forget, forget, forget because I'm trying to go in like so as fresh as I can. (laughs) But there have been moments where like. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, I, I just, I get so hyped on certain things and I can't remember what they are now because I'm trying to forget everything. <laughs> but some, the, the first trailer, obviously, and a couple of the little things and seeing the stuff in the stores and um, getting the magazine and the photo shoots and the, um, the interview, the first, oh, the, the first interviews we had like the other day. And the first time it was the an interview from the press tour, which is the first one. And like, it was all, and then they were all talking and I'm like, this is the you know, first time. Like I was getting hyped about it. I didn't even stuff. watch that. I, I didn't even, I, I forgot to watch it. I meant to watch it and then didn't. So I don't even know what was in there. There's, maybe, maybe it's better off. Part, <laughs> there's a part with, um, cause they did too. They did the legacy cast and then the new cast. Yeah. Um, and the legacy cast, I was laughing so hard like i was laughing out loud at certain parts because they're so different the two interviews are so different the one you know the new cast is like very like excited hyped and just talking and all this stuff and like can't believe it can't believe their life can't believe this and the legacy cast like yeah we did that it's a thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we 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 were thinking about it and we're like yeah we'll do it and then it was fine. Like, this is such a different energy. It was just so, so entertaining. Yeah, they're they're used but to that it. Got me excited. They've all got a few films under their belts, and uh, and um, you know the new cast is just like I can't believe we're working with Laura Dern yeah. and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. That's wild. It was really entertaining. But that that got me hyped being the first um, interview, and then just a couple things. And oh my gosh, the CinemaCon, the CinemaCon event. Like Bryce did so much for that, and so that was like, oh my goodness, it's the first event. Like it's the first event, it's the first interview. Like all of this is happening today. But yeah, that all was getting me hyped. Now let me ask you: Did you uh, read about what came out of CinemaCon or no? No, nope, 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 nope. I read. I I even tweeted something. I I even was like, I'm not reading a single thing about CinemaCon, but I'm here for this. And it was like a picture of them on the stage there, and I was like, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> they they literally only saw the trailer um but i i love this event and and moments like this because there's there's fans in there like there's people that like jurassic but there's nobody like us and this community mem- like these community members in there so when when information comes out of this you know cinemacon like it did last year um the descriptions of the things that we all know and love and cherish so much are like, they're not exactly what you'd expect. So somebody will say like a T-Rex smashed through a thing and you're just like, well, you watch the thing. You're like that. I mean, guys, that was like a velociraptor. That was not even a, what are you talking about? Like, or, or, um, like there was an instance where something happened in this, which I'm I'm not going to say what it was, but there was like, Something that happened, and then I I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. And they're describing that this thing happened. And then when I watched the trailer, I was like, 
oh, that's that's not what happened at all. Like that's not, was, at all. that's not what it was. What are you talking about? So it's always funny to like read these like generic like descriptions of things and like they talk about the a, a dinosaur did a thing and I'm like what dinosaur? I need to know what it is. Like <laughs> so yeah. we were live streaming the the on um Wednesday night when that was happening and luckily everything timed up perfectly where like I was live streaming and then they were revealing stuff at the same time. So I was scouring the web and trying to you know find the best descriptions of things. So I yeah I was reading all about the trailer. So I didn't really do I didn't do a reaction video. I know people were looking for my my reaction to the second trailer, but there was nothing to react about. I I had already you know seen it uh, in in written text from various sources at that point. So, um, but yeah, I, as far as hype though, um, the first trailer definitely got me really really hyped. That was a moment where mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I'm not ready for this. Like this is yeah, this is hitting me in ways I didn't expect. Um, no. And also like merch wise, I I just got this amazing box from Mattel. And it was it, the artwork. Where well, I don't even know where I put it. Oh, it's behind me. Um, it's amazing. Like the artwork on this box is incredible. It came with some really cool toys and stuff. But like the box itself blew me away. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so hyped right now to see all the dinosaurs on this box, to see this vibe because like there's a tone that these all the advertising and the trailers that they've given off a certain tone, and I love this tone that they're giving off. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm hyped. I'm ready. So thank you, uh, Jake. We, let, you have another one too, Jake. Let's take a listen. Hey, Brad and Jen. It's Jake again. I forgot this is in my last email. Voice, it's a voicemail. Whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I love going to Universal. My own Velocicoaster. I don't do much roller coasters. It was kind of intense. And my brother didn't like it because that was the first real roller coaster he's ever been on. And oh, my gosh pretty intense but anyways um going on the Jurassic park river adventure in florida that was a little underwhelming because the t-rex is not at the top of the waterfall i don't know where it is but oh no i asked one of the cast members and they said that they finally got it back in containment so i guess it's back in containment i didn't get a meat blue i only got to meet the baby raptor but that's okay anyways i just forgot to add my universal stuff in the last email well, thank you, Jake. Yeah, I remember you uh, had mentioned that, yeah. that you were going, right? Uh, and we talked about that. And, all right, so Velocicoaster, obviously a big plus. Um, and that's a, that's a tough one because if, like, if you go into that ride and you're not a coaster person, but you're a Jurassic person, like, you got to really brave through this one because it is the most one of the most intense, if not the intense most intense coaster. Um, it is just so wild and so crazy. So... Yeah, that's a tough one to go on first. So I can understand why somebody would be like, okay, I'm never doing coasters again. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stinks, though. Because I, I, I mean, I'm not a huge coaster person. I'll ride some stuff. But I don't really want to ride like the stuff like that too much. And it just sucks. Mm. That's the Jurassic Coaster. And I'm going to ride it eventually. <sighs> but uh, I just hate that that's so un- unaccessible for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And that was a lot of our criticism when um, when they started talking about building this thing. And, um, you know, I was just like, yeah, Jurassic is like a family movie. And we don't really have a full family experience right now. We've got now we've got a, a massive thrill coaster. We've got a drop, you know, uh, water ride that has a huge drop at the end. That's not very family friendly um, for little ones. 
um, you have Pteranodon flyers, which is like little ones only. It's yeah, <laughs> it's the complete opposite. <laughs> and there's not a lot of in between, which I feel like is where Jurassic lies most of the time. It's like this, mm-hmm. you know, where you could have a ton of family moments on a, a cool whatever, whatever the cool experience is. I, so I feel like it's missing that ride. But that all being said, Velocicoaster is incredible. And I will ride that every single time. And I'll wait however long I need to wait. It's amazing. It is so good. I mean, I said it once, and I'm going to say it for the billionth time again. That Kong ride should have been a Jurassic Dark ride <laughs> because that's what you need. You need a dark ride, a family dark ride yeah. that's Jurassic themed. That's what's missing. It's true. It's true. Um, and that's a bummer that the the Rex wasn't at the top of the uh, the ride, the the river adventure. Oh, he must you know? have been broken. Sometimes there's maintenance or whatever. Yeah, things get broken. But uh, oh, that's it's a bummer. A Sometimes timing is part. just off or whatever. But yeah, if he wasn't uh, there at all, though, he was probably down out for maintenance. But oh, yeah, that's such a good part. That's a shame. That's what they, uh, that that stinks. It, it had I feel like it had to have been there. It was just behind the fog or whatever. Behind the water. Um, or something, yeah. yeah. So that's a bummer. Um, and you didn't get to meet Blue. Oh, but you did get the baby. That's a tough one. Like, I always want to go meet Blue, but there's there's either it's it's such a weird little attraction that like the timing you have to hit it perfectly. Otherwise, you're like waiting a while, or the the animals going back and resting and coming back a little bit later. There's a lot of like intervals in there where you gotta, and you gotta like check it. It's like a weird, a whole weird thing where you gotta be like, can can I get in line? Do I don't know. Am I allowed to get in line now? It, it's a weird experience, but uh, I love it so much. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can get blue next time at least, Jake. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts on uh, islands? No, I think we covered it. All right. So let's move on to a voicemail from our buddy, Tall. What's going on, Tall? Yo, 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 Brad and Jen. It's your boy, Tall, the traveling clad. Just wanted to hop on here and say you guys are amazing, and I love the two of you very much, and I'm always listening to the podcast, no matter where I am traveling in the world. And I had an interesting um, concept for a question today that I'd like to hear you guys talk about for three hours as you guys do when you answer questions. Um, and the question is more about the psychology and your emotions um, with the culmination of the franchise. So Jurassic World Dominion's coming out and... Wow, this is amazing. So here, here's our first tie-in, right, with, with Jared's yeah. voicemail, the culmination of this all. Let's see. And it's coming to an end. The series is coming to an end. I want to know how, how you guys feel about that. Do you have any anxieties about the continuation of the franchise? <laughs> um, do you feel like when you're watching in the theaters, you're going to become very emotional about it? I know personally for myself, I'm already feeling really anxious about where the future of the franchise is, but also really emotional about the fact that we're not going to get Jurassic World anymore in the future, and it's going to evolve into something else. Um, but I'm curious to hear from you guys. How do you guys feel? What are the emotions like for you guys towards the uh, towards the end of this franchise and the evolution of what it's going to be next? Okay. Love you guys very much. You're the best. You guys make my day always so much when i listen to your podcast and just keep it up and let's see you guys when dominion comes out goodbye (laughs) tall is awesome uh well before we even get in the question i gotta (laughs) talk directly to tall for a second so really off topic but for a second so (laughs) i hate flying so much like it just stresses me out and it gives me so much anxiety and i just like watch youtube videos and to 
to like calm myself he did a video on fear of flying and how he, and he's into to travel he travels like crazy yeah. but he's like he has such a phobia of it and i watched his video getting through it and i gotta say like i'm still not healed but oh. i think of him like as part of my like process so i feel like we're in this together like when we get on a plane we're in this together so i just wanted to throw that out there that i saw his video and it, oh. I, I remember <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. He happened I, to be one of the people that came up when I Google when I YouTube. That's so fun. I mean, we the we all had the chance to go like to that uh, you know in person experience for Jurassic World live tour mm -hmm. a bunch of years ago now. So that was that was awesome that we all hung out for a little bit. And yeah, Tal's videos are always coming up, and I'm always you know checking him out. He's got great great content for for travel stuff and personal stuff. So and dinosaur stuff. He's got the dinosaur channel. Go watch that especially mm -hmm. now it's like he's he's back here in the states and doing dinosaur content all the time so if you need your you know extra fix of dinosaur content go subscribe to uh tall's channel over there the dinosaur channel i'll try to put it in the show notes this week um but yeah uh, i think th i i do have some more to say so uh let tall talked about the like the th like how are we going to feel in the theaters i i'm i'm interested to to see about to see what happens here because mm -hmm. Jurassic hasn't it hasn't made me overly emotional in the theaters. I I did have a moment in Jurassic World where I was, you know, I was during the Indominus fight with the T Rex and the the Indominus pinned the the T Rex down and there was like a little roar of like help me please you know from that t-rex and luckily blue did but like that moment i was i was honestly like scared i was very scared and and i was like getting kind of emotional right then and there um fallen kingdom uh you know as much as the brachiosaurus like at the dock scene gets me like sad it, i didn't really have any like super super emotional moments in that movie um, and the, I gotta say like Jurassic has never like brought me to tears, um, in a theater. Maybe that's different for other people, but like I went to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife and I was crying. I went to go yeah. see Avengers Endgame and I was crying, you know, like, so there's movies like this where like tears just flow out of my eyes. It hasn't happened yet for Jurassic. And I wasn't sure. I'm not really sure where this is going to lie in, in terms of all that, but that's how I felt like going into the trailer, the first trailer. But when that first trailer hit me, that's what I said before is uh, in terms of hype and things hyping me up. Like that trailer hit me in a, a way I was not expecting. You know, it really emotionally mm -hmm. impacted me. And I was like, I was floored by what I saw and just the visuals, the sound, the the music, everything that was in that trailer really hit me hard. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that there are moments like that. And I hope they take those risks and I hope they take those chances that push us over the edge, you know? Um, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Because like we said, the, the trailers haven't really indicated. There's moments where, like, we talked about Claire, you know, looking like she's about to die in every scene in this movie. <laughs> um, and there's other characters that, you know, in the new trailer, looks like they are on the verge of uh, as well. So uh, nobody knows. We don't know. But, like, I hope there's those moments where they push us over the edge and they they do like make you super emotional. Um, and I don't know. I just don't know how I'm going to feel right now. Um, I thought I would get that way with star Wars, but that also didn't really get me too, too emotional. 
Um, so it's I don't know. It's a weird thing how it hits me when I when I go to see movies. How do you usually, you know, take in films? Uh, do you ever get like super emotional or shed some tears? Easy. I am an easy crier. Easy crier. My gosh. I wish I wasn't. It's, <laughs> it's distracting, honestly. But I'm an easy crier. I cried during Jurassic World a couple times. I cried. Part of it was from sadness. Part of it was from, I can't, pure overwhelm of amazement. Um, and then I cried in Fallen Kingdom with the, the Brachiosaurus and stuff. But, uh, and I cry in everything. I cried in like every movie I see. There's a moment that I <laughs> feel it. Every movie. Is just, yeah. That's why I like scary movies. That is why I go see scary movies. I don't have to worry about it because it's 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 just so distracting. I don't want to cry during movies, but um, it happens <laughs> a lot. And I'm sure it's yeah. going to happen here. But I mean, that's not a that doesn't measure how good a movie is. That just tells you I'm an easy crier. So that doesn't even say like it's amazing or anything. But I mean. I don't know, honestly. I don't know how I'm going to feel until I'm there. I think it's going to hit me like when the credits roll or it's it's you could tell the movie's coming to an end and we're like coming down and just coming to the end and I'm going to be like there is no more. Like this is the last scene. This is the last minute. Mm-hmm. This is the last part. This is the last shot. Like it's that's going to come down and hit me a little bit and then when the credits come I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm going to feel like emptiness and just sad because it's just been so many years here invested. And I know the franchise isn't going anywhere, but the, I miss the, I'm going to miss these people. I'm going to miss Claire. Like I'm going to miss Bryce. I'm, I'm going to miss them. I, I, I really am. And I asked Bryce, um, like I personally asked her, I said, when you finished filming, what was it like to say goodbye to Claire? Like, well, that was it. You're done filming her and you knew that she was done and it was in and how, how did that feel? And she said that it doesn't feel like it's over yet because the movie's not out and they're still going to promote it and they're going to do the DVD yeah. and everything. And she said, it's not going to feel like it's over until the DVD is released or the Blu-ray is released and they're done promoting that. And then she's like, it's probably going to hit me really hard. She's like, but I was like emotional and sad and stuff, but it still feels like it's not over until the Blu-ray yeah. comes out. So she's like, probably when the Blu-ray comes out, I'm going to have a breakdown. <laughs> huh. but, yeah. Um, I feel that too. But like, even just the movie, knowing that there's no new scenes, like that's except any deleted or whatever, but the movie itself, like that's the end of the movie. I, I don't know. It's probably going to hit me. I'll probably cry. I will cry. Cause I cry easy, but it's going to be hard. I think harder than I'm anticipating. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. You've kind of triggered something for me. It's like that this is, you know, considered the conclusion, right? So it's 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 closing out a lot of different things maybe all at the same time. I mean, to think about at the end uh, when those credits roll, like to think about where, hey, where I started, you know, doing this show and like thinking about what that was like and where we've come and think about you know, all of these characters that we've talked about over the past few years and that maybe they're closing chapter. We may never see them again. Like and and especially the original characters, like that being the end of it. And like never thinking like you know, Alan could return at any point. You know, that we could just come out of this and say, That's it. There's no more. Like there you know, no we don't we don't ever need to sit here and wonder, I wonder what Ellie's doing. I wonder what Ian's doing. You yeah. know, this is just the end. So that's this is going to be really interesting. And I, 
I think a lot of that lies with with how they culminate this thing and how they wrap it up and where these characters are at the end and how how it triggers me emotionally. I, I'm really interested to see how those characters and how these themes end, um, but also just thinking about how how this this entire journey of the fandom and and mm-hmm. uh, all the friends that we've made, you know, along the way, and uh, all the all the good times and 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 things that we've done, and how yeah, maybe this could be it, you know, maybe that could be the end, maybe these maybe whatever they have planned after this isn't as successful, and maybe it goes downhill. Like so, there's a lot of things, you know, rolling through that I guess could could make me very emotional at the end. So that, that'll that be interesting to see. Um, and see, it, it does, it stretches beyond the films, though, because you just yeah. mentioned the pod, when you started the podcast. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, when I started, like, EDH Network and what propelled me to do that and my whole experience with the, with Jurassic World and just everything that happened then and um and where I ended up. It's literally like, changed your entire life. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, I know, for real. Like, yeah, like, you've you've very... had a completely different experience and a, a pretty unique experience, you know, and it's it's yeah, that's amazing to see and, and to see where that's come and and how this is all how much this all means, you know. Yeah, I know. And that that's like super emotional because that's that is where like I I know I've been a Jurassic Park person my whole life and all of that. But when Jurassic World happened it, it turned like no fans into big fans and true and already fans into larger fans. It escalated everybody up a level or a couple levels and it, it really brought everyone up. And it just, um, it did so much for me, like that whole movie, that whole experience and everything Bryce has done. And it's going to be really hard to let it all go and see it go. And it, yeah, the dinosaurs will continue and the franchise will continue, but this moment in time is going to end. And that is so sad. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm going to be emotional now. I just know it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm basically crying. By yeah. the way, whether, whether it's the moment, I the movie or not. So yeah. Easy. I am so easy to cry. Oh my gosh. Now, uh, something I wanted to mention before in in that first call, um, talking about the future of the movies and stuff like that, um, you know, it's been heavily rumored that, like, the future of the franchise may hinge on uh, people like um, Mamadou Athi and uh, DeWanda Wise. Uh, I've heard a lot Mm of rumors that they could be the future of this series. So it's, it, this could be an, an establishing, you know, um, uh, installment, I guess, in this franchise where like we get to learn about these characters and then we see what they have for us in the future and see how they continue on and how they develop and change. And, uh, that could be really interesting if they, you know, they, they cut ties with everybody else and now they move on with these new characters and, so hopefully that gives us some some room to explore, you know, and, and things to look forward to. Hopefully that, that rumor pans out to be true, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, there'll be something. It just won't be this. And that's what's you got to let go of, and that's what's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that will be sad if this, you know, does close out these characters. And it, it, say, for instance, Claire is, is done at the end of this, mm-hmm. and 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 uh and and bryce is done but like maybe maybe i and i think bryce should be one of the heaviest contenders to come back and create you know i I really feel like bryce 
needs to be at the forefront of this franchise. She seems mm-hmm. to love it so much. You know, she really seems to be heavily involved, really care about it, and, mm-hmm. and her character and 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 the series as a whole and the history of it all. So she is like a phenomenal director. So let's get her. Let's like See, that. That's, that's just... where the torch needs to be passed. You know. See, that's a whole other even thing because the whole Jurassic thing you were talking about. But then it's like where she came from in 2015 to where she is now and i followed it like i'm just so proud (laughs) like that's another thing of just what she took with all of this and how she just excelled with everything and like she she was done she was done she had her two kids she was done she wasn't actually she didn't do a single thing in 2012 not a single (laughs) thing there was not a single public photo of her in existence that entire year and then 2013 like she did maybe one small film with her dad and that was it i mean before the, she was done she was she was done she had her family she was done and then colin called her and look what it look what it did so it changed so many people in so many ways like yeah completely that's amazing you know yeah i've you know i've followed her career since she was in a an off-broadway play with my sister Right. Like and like, I got to watch her act in an off Broadway play in a tiny, tiny theater in New York City. Um, you know, I got to see her a few times out there, and like to see that, you know, she's gone from this kid, you know, in New York in an off Broadway stage to directing Star Wars and and acting in Jurassic. It's like amazing. It is so cool to see. Um, and and that's just you know that's just a part of the step, and it's gonna get bigger and better now. So I can't wait to see. Hopefully, hopefully they bring her in. Colin would be a dope. Hey, Colin, I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. You're you're, you're dope. You're gonna does. be a dope yeah. if you don't if you don't <laughs> wrangle her in and get her to direct some Jurassic in the future. So uh, get that happening. Quote me. Uh, <laughs> now that we're emotional messes. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, that probably covers it, right? Uh, I don't know. There might have been other things to cover, but I I thank you so much, Tall. Love you, dude. And uh, you know, definitely go check out his uh, his uh, dinosaur channel and his his traveling clat channel as well over on YouTube. I'll, I'll link to those in the show notes. But uh, this next one, I've got a an email here. This is from our buddy Mike Spires, uh, who created the artwork for for our channel here. And uh, the subject is Jurassic Mailbag question, and it says, "Hey, Brad and Jen, as an artist and designer, I nerd out over the aesthetic of movies and the worlds that are built from the sets to costumes, creature design, and music. Now that we have a set of six Jurassic films, what is your favorite design aesthetic from any of the films? Could this include the marketing materials, toy packaging, posters, vehicle designs, uh, or the style of which the film was shot? Uh, the original Jurassic was such a grounded uh, was was such a grounded in reality in its zoo type feel that included signage, Ford Explorers, gift shop merchandise, and visitor center design. Is there a particular look that you prefer? Uh, that makes the film really stand out from the rest. And if you could pick, pick something that you really didn't like uh, the design of, what would it be? Keep up the awesome work, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Um, what do you think? Is there anything? What, what's been your favorite aesthetic, uh, whether that's the film itself or the vibe or the materials, the marketing mm. materials? A design question. Let me tell you, I am not the person to ask about design questions. I have oh, no. no design <laughs> eye. Like it's so bad. Everyone, <laughs> even when like trailers come out or scenes come out, they're like, oh, it's beautiful. This is beautiful. I'm like, 
I don't know. It just looks like a scene. I have no eye for this, but I'll I'll try. Um, okay, this sounds so bad, but I know people have said <laughs> that Fallen people. Kingdom was beautifully shot. I've heard. Um, I I guess I agree. It looks like every other film. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> bad at design. Um, <laughs> let's see. I know that some angles are not. <laughs> oh, the angles. Like, like, yeah. Um, some lighting things happen. Uh, Definitely did. Yeah, I know that. Where I know that. I know lighting happened. There were some sets. <laughs> um, oh, but wow, tra- yeah. <laughs> Something Jurassic Falling Kingdom World, had I that mean, any others didn't. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Jurassic World, like, I guess there's nothing that really killed me with design and sets mm-hmm. and stuff. But I guess there's a few minutes in Falling Kingdom here and there. That was like, oh, that was really nice. Or that was a nice, neat setup. And oh, that the shadow thingy was good. And like here and there. But I mean, I'm so bad at design. I'm so bad at seeing that stuff. So it's not like something that stands out to me. I'm so bad at it. So what are yours? Please tell me they're better than that. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard if it's not. You, can't if, get if you don't have an eye. If you don't have an eye for it or whatever, if it's I not don't. something. I wish I did. Yeah, I mean, that's I need that's someone fine. to come and design my house. It's a. Des- I think I have a great oh. potential and palette here in this house, but I can't do it. I just don't see it. <laughs> so it's so bad. Oh, well, I, I would say I, I totally agree with Mike's uh, opinion here that, you know, Jurassic Park and that that vibe of like, jungle and and everything's so raw and natural and like you really feel like you're just going to some resort in the middle of the jungle like like it's awesome i I went to a um a small like i don't know what you would call it a resort i guess but like it was not really a resort it was just like a small outpost in the middle of africa uh, you know, and it it felt like that. It had that vibe where like you just drove out there in a jeep, and then you're you're in this place with thatched roofing, and like you know, it it felt real and natural, like lived in. And I, Jurassic really does excel with that. Um, in terms of like aesthetic for marketing materials and stuff like that, I gotta say Dominion has really really been killing it. Like I said before, um, the thing one of the things that hyped me up is this box and the marketing materials that they've been using for Jurassic World Dominion it's just got a vibe and it's something that comes straight from the film with the the foggy misty jungles or whatever the forests that they have in this movie um you know there's a certain shot that I won't mention in the the latest trailer that is just it just floored me it's it's beautiful and we saw the aesthetic and everything that came out of the prologue it looked so so good um and the, the you know the shots of like horses and parasaurolophus like that is just the most beautiful thing like that I think I've ever seen it's so good um and like there there's specifically uh a lot of shots you know you've seen the shot um in that first trailer or I think it was or maybe it was a um the featurette or whatever you see the giganotosaurus in this forest area and it's like lit so like blue it's got the backlit blue in this forest and it's just so impressive looking to me um i also saw somebody say that it looked like it was filmed by a college student so <laughs> i don't know but i thought it looked beautiful and and amazing so who am i to say um but uh but i will say that the lost world is probably my favorite aesthetic of anything out of all of them because 
it, the movie is so dark and, and awesome. It just the vibe of that movie is just incredible. Like the fog and the mist and the gray skies and the jungle um, and the the overgrowth of everything and, and the, the buildings that are, you know, uh, vacant and stuff like that. Just awesome. I love that vibe. Um, and the marketing materials are my favorite of anything. Like the toy packaging, uh, the CD case for the, the score uh, was incredible. Um, like everything that came out of the marketing materials and, and, and packaging cereal boxes, posters, whatever it was from the lost world, it was just the best of everything. So that is my favorite out of all of them for sure. Man, I wish I saw stuff like that. Cause you're talking about the, the, the lighting and the blue lighting. I'm like, I didn't see any blue lighting. I just saw dinosaurs <laughs> and trees. <laughs> oh, so man, bad at it's... it. I, I don't know. I just like every now and then a, a shot will pop out to me and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I do. I've done a lot of like, you know, filming of my own and things. And I'm always trying like to get that angle. I, I Sometimes I just like walk around or I'm driving or I'm like on a train or something. And I'm just like eyeing things up. And I'm like, ooh, that would be a good shot. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not filming anything. I'm just looking at things. And I'm like, so I feel like I have an, a somewhat of an eye for those things. So it like it really pops out to me um, when something cool happens visually. Um, so yeah, it's just something that yeah. pops out to me. But but uh, like I said, the marketing material and stuff like that from the Lost World, it's it's killer. <laughs> but uh, oh, is there something that we didn't like? Is there, can you say that there's something oh. you didn't like aesthetically um, or visually or anything like that? Didn't like. I mean, no, it all kind of looks the same. Um, I guess I don't know if I. Okay, I, I guess I'll say this. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know if this counts, but I don't know if I liked how Jurassic World was so blue. Like everything was blue. Everything had a blue tint tint to it. And even when I was capping it, um, see, I don't know if it's capped, but when I was capping it for the vault, it was just, it was so hard to cap everything because everything was just so blue. And I was trying to like, not color correct, but just make it a little easier to see and use if uh, anyone's post them. And yeah. everything was just so blue. So, I feel like I remember filter, you, I guess. Yeah, I think I remember you posting about that, saying like, "Hey, don't you have like two versions, like the edited and yeah. the, the non-edited?" Everything's really dark. Yeah, yeah. Everything was really, really dark and really blue. And you know what? Fallen Kingdom had a lot of dark moments too. And all you do is just do a little light filter on it just to see the, the thing, just to see the dinosaur, and it just changes it and drastically makes it pop. But I guess that's why they that you, you need it dark in the movie. But when you're capping, it doesn't work well at all so <laughs> yeah. that was my complaint I guess. whenever i was capping it was really hard to see some things and the blueness was just so bad yeah you know i've heard a lot of people complain about how blue things are but that uh, that never bothered me i i've always just laughed it didn't about until i had to cap part. it <laughs> watching it didn't bother me but capping it bothered me and i love that i just described like i love how like this movie goes to like this whatever this location is that is just pure blue <laughs> 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 i'm like that's i feel like that's colin just saying like you know just just uh you know uh throwing it back to all the people that complained about you know jurassic world being too too blue so i love it it's too funny um but uh, is there anything else that i didn't like or anything that i didn't like i feel like i Ooh. um 
Go ahead, go ahead. I had a thought really quick, really, really quick. Um, so the Dominion stuff that I've seen in the trailer, I feel like they've improved on this for capping wise because the, the, the dinosaurs in the, in the forest and all this stuff, they're not black. Like they're not too dark. I feel like I don't got to use hardly any filter on anything to make it pop. And so you can actually see them in the cap because otherwise yeah. it'd just be a black cap and you'd kind of have to squint. But and then falling into my head, I just keep lightening and sharpening until you could see the thing. But in these, in the trailer alone, if that's how the movie's going to be, then I like what they're doing because nothing. It's dark, but yet they stand out. So yeah, good. Yeah, no, I I had uh, capped a shot of Claire from the most recent trailer, the second trailer. Um, did you 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 see that shot? Right, I saw her stuff. Yeah, it's like a close up of her in like a. I don't know what this is. It's maybe like a control room or something, but it's just pure red. Like it's dark on the edges mm -hmm. and then her, she is just straight red and it's just awesome. Like it, I love that this movie has moments like that where characters are enveloped in a certain color um, or portions of the screen are in a certain color. Like that is really, really cool to me. Um, but you know what and, though even though she's red she could you could see her it's yeah not, oh yeah there's dimension there's it's not just like all whooshed out which is what the other films were like they any time they used to color like that or anything they you couldn't see anything so they actually yeah. improved on that and and there is a this shot that i um i oh my god oh it's just like it's it's taken my breath away. I just opened it up and looked at it. And I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm looking at how vibrant it of a shot it is, while also being extremely dark. Um, but it, it just looks so good, and you can tell what everything is and what the dinosaurs are, yeah. and, and it's just it's amazing. So I I think this movie is going to be visually stunning, and I cannot wait. Oh, yeah, I can't. I'm just like opening up the cap screen caps that I have so here on my I'm, desktop. <laughs> even Claire with the with the Dilophosaurus. I mean, any other film that would have been washed out. That would have been really black and really dark. But it looks like I w I went in there and kind of made it more defined. But I didn't. That's just how it is on the on the film, well, and that's so yeah. good. You know what's weird? So what's weird about this movie is. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, photos and things in these articles and and whatnot, and even sometimes just screen capping a certain moment in the trailers. Um, they look like production stills, like um, well, like they mm -hmm. went in and just like snapped a bunch of photos, and not it wasn't just taken from the uh, from the camera itself, uh, like the the, the video camera. Um, it, so it looks like they're they somebody went in there and just took amazing pictures of these moments in the film. And it's so, sometimes it's like, it's just so well lit and so weird like that. Like it looks like it was like staged in a way. And I'm like, what is going on with this film? It's like odd sometimes. So I'm interested to see how moments like that come to life where maybe they were just some sort of staged weird thing that, you know, won't actually look that way in the, in the movie. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be awesome. And it does look great. It looks really well lit throughout to me at least. Yeah, and, I'm and very different. happy with the lighting. Like the vibe is so different between every moment I think in this trailer, whether you're like wherever uh, Owen and Claire and uh, Maisie live, you know, somewhere out in the wilderness with the snow and and all that, and the lighting there is is a little, you know, um, dreamier, I guess. And then you've got like. 
the harshness of you know whatever Malta sequence is taking place, and and then you've got more snowy locations that look different, and and just different uh, forests and jungles or whatever the case. There's so many different landscapes in this movie, and I can't wait to see how they're all brought to life. Um, but uh, I, I was going to say, what what do, don't I like? There's been a few toy lines. <laughs> I don't know if this qualifies, I guess, but a few toy lines that I was like, you went down a step. So they, they did great. Mattel did great, I think, with Dino Rivals back in like 2018 or 19, whenever that was. That was like one of my favorite packaging that they've ever come out with. Um, and then they, I think they followed it up with Primal Attack. And I was like, I just don't like this vibe. I, something about it, it just didn't, I didn't like it at all. So that was one for me that I, I really, a design choice that I didn't like. Um, but yeah. Um, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. I do have one here. Now, where do I find this one? This was a text message where, oh, here it is. Text message that sent in an audio clip. So let's take a listen to this one. I think it's from Jamal. This is Jamal coming from Philadelphia, Georgia. And I have a question for you. Do you think Van G. Cole, a.k.a. Mamasu, Assy, has a big role in the movie? Because we don't see him as much, but at least he has a... He's in the cover of the magazine, so he could have a bigger role than we think. But I would like to know what you think about his character. And if you have watched the second trailer, do you think... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe maybe take your headphones off here for yeah, a second. Okay. There's only a few seconds left, all right? I'll call you back in a second. Ian Malcolm got Oh. Because it would make sense, because he's always trying to distract the predators or whatever going to kill anybody. And that could be his last moment right there. I want to know what you think. Stay direct. All right. I, uh, Jen, can you hear me? Come, come, oh, yeah. come on we'll back, back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so the first portion, and th- and thank you again for uh, sending in this clip here. Um, uh, Mamadou Athi, who who plays a character in this movie, who we've seen very very little of. Tell me, Jen, what do you know about this character? Uh, uh I is he who I is it is is it the guy who was in the um interview? Like, I'm not even sure I know who who this is or who he plays or, or what this is or what's going on. I'm I'm doing a bad job here because I don't remember what his character... Oh, it's Ramsey. Um, Ramsey, <laughs> Ramsey Cole okay. or something like that. Um, uh, and yeah, I think it's Ramsey Cole. Um, and he... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to reveal anything that you may not know about this character, but... Well, um, I'll, I'll say this much... If he's the person in the interview that I think he is, um, that they did, that the one that I was just mentioning that got me hyped up. Um, okay. He is a sweet person. I mean, I could give you that much because <laughs> I was really taken back by like how soft spoken. He's so humble. Like everyone is like pretty out there and loud and outgoing. And he was just like, he. I, I had to hire my volume every time he talked because he was just so like, sweet and soft-spoken and i'm just like okay this is a really humble nice person who's not trying to be over the top and loud and because there's a lot of personalities in that room and he was just so soft-spoken and that really really stood out i i wonder 
if he got chosen because the way that he comes across is he's you you know who he is right away like who what kind of person he is right away so i wonder if he auditioned or if he just got picked or whatever but colin saw that those traits that came across so easily in the interview and picked him so i have to think that the character has is something with that because i just can't see him switching i mean that's what actors do but i just don't know what colin like why he would choose him for like this total personality switch kind of character so in my head I mean, maybe i'll be surprised but in my head i kind of see what i saw in that interview and that's kind of what's going to be in my head until i see it on screen of like what kind of character or what uh demeanor he has in the movie but we'll we'll see that's kind of all i got because i don't i don't know anything about him either i don't read spoilers or nothing so now I was trying to I was trying to pull up the interview. I I don't know where this interview came from. Ah, um, uh, Fandango did it. Oh, that's right. All right, all right. Um, I'll try to bring that up. But it, it sounds like the you've got the uh, the the right person there. Um, I I don't I don't want to say too much about this character. Uh, maybe this is it. Fandango all access. Lucky for me, um, the great golfing. Um, <laughs> I think, I think this character will play a, a, a decent role in this movie. And, and I think there, there's a lot, like we said before, I think there's a lot to be revealed from this movie. So I, um, I, I'm interested to see what a certain side of this you know, story will, will, will show, um, because there's so, there's so many different aspects that we're not seeing. And I, I think this character is one of those aspects where we've only gotten a little bit of a glimpse into this character. And uh, yeah, I found, I, I did find the interview here. Really warm. It was like, Let's all see if I can find a uh, part where mama is here. Oh, yeah. there is a part where she asked how you got the part and stuff. And he kind of oh, talks really? about his character a little bit. Laura's there. Somewhere. like, what am I? doing here like this is so it was so nerve-wracking but they're so wonderfully open and like just generous it was exciting yeah. you started working with them early first yeah yeah by the time i was working with them i'd already lived with them for three months so we were all in the hotel together so by that so i i really had to boost the volume there like you said he was, he was just you. talking so quiet he's so, he's so soft-spoken yeah i had to hire the volume every time he talks and he's just like shy looking and like he, he, he he's like doesn't just not that he doesn't feel worthy but he's just like so humble you could feel the humbleness coming off of him and i just wonder if colin might have because he's just so true with that and i wonder if colin might have seen that in him somewhere which is why he picked him so his character it led me to believe his character is something like that okay he's yeah just so strong i mean i feel like that probably checks out um how often do you see somebody that like is just always typecast as like the villain or you know they they just have a certain look about them like some people just can't pull off you know a bad guy look or something like that but like other guys just you know fill in this role of like this character with warmth and sweetness and kindness or whatever so i feel like if that's the vibe he's given off then that's probably maybe what we can assume from this character here's another real see. life um, just this hyper-focused, uh, mission-oriented guy that, you know, just has his eye on the ball it, every time. Is it hyper-focused. True that... Oh, yeah. be like him <laughs> in real life. 
Um, just this hyper-focused, uh, mission-oriented guy that, you know, just has his eye on the ball it, every time. Is it true that Colin saw one of your movies and approached you? Like, did you get a phone call going, hey, do you want to be in Jurassic World? And what is it like getting that phone call? Uh, kind of, pretty much, yeah. It got so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what the f***, man? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I, yeah, I, I think this, this character will be a major part of, of the film. And like I said before, actually, this ties in nicely. I, I literally said that there maybe there's a chance for uh, his character and DeWanda Wise's character to be the future of this franchise, which I think would be really, really cool. Um, and who, whatever this franchise becomes, you know, I think maybe he might have a part in it. So keep my fingers crossed because he seems like a cool dude, so... Yeah, I, I, it has a nice vibe with him. So, um, okay, and then the the second portion revolved around the the second trailer, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what it, what it specifically was, but um, let's say in this in this movie, an original character dies. Like, do you think that's possible? Do you think they'll do it? Do you think there's a moment where that could happen, or like, is there is there anybody in particular where like, you think, oh, this original character is probably most likely? We've talked about um, this we, a lot, I think, feel yeah, like before, I but mean, I definitely think it could happen. I think it's it's highly likely to happen. Actually, I think someone's gonna die somewhere. Like, they're not going to finish this trilogy without killing off somebody. Maybe multiple, probably a couple dinosaurs, maybe the T Rex. We've been talking about that forever. But um, as far as legacy characters go, I mean, we mentioned Grant a couple times. Like, that would hit probably pretty hard. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like they're all on equal equal footing as far as anyone can go. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. You don't, and, and Wu, too. I mean, I kind of like that you don't know. And I hope that the stakes are high enough. We always talk about stakes. The stakes are high enough that anybody can go. And that kind of makes it exciting. I don't want anyone to feel safe. And yeah. I think we're maybe at the point where nobody feels safe. And I like that about the, the movie. I think we're, we earned the point where this is the last in, in the trilogy, possibly last with any of these people. So I like the stakes at the moment. I like where they are. Yeah, I I really like steaks. When it, I mm -hmm. went out to dinner last night and I had a great steak, it was awesome. Sorry <laughs> okay. for the dad joke, okay. um, but uh, no, I do I do like steaks in films, uh, and I feel like we haven't necessarily had a ton of steaks. You know, I feel like um, this one could do it, but it's like it's always hard. Like, do you do you kill off legacy characters? Is that something you do? Is it? I know a lot of people think it's cliche or or. or terrible i i posted a, something about a you know somebody and i was and i've gotten a lot of like uh a lot of replies that really hate the idea of killing off legacy characters and they're like oh they'll, they're gonna do it just like star wars did it and which was obviously a bad idea and i'm like i i think you missed a point like killing off legacy characters really can give value to the story and to the overall legacy of things i think it could add a lot of value to what happens i don't know that it's gonna happen i feel like you gotta kill off somebody here but um but it's hard to kind of look at this franchise and be like look at it as a as um a legacy character killer you know that we've gotten big characters that have died but not like the main characters per se so um i mean that's a yeah. lot of pressure can you imagine colin sitting in a room 
maybe with Emily or other people and being like, what do we do? Like, what, what would you do in that situation? Do you, who do we kill? Do we kill anyone? How do we kill them? Like what you, this whole thing is in your lap and you decide the fate and you're like, what do we do? Like, I don't know what I would do. I don't know yeah. who I would kill or if I would kill anybody. I just don't, I don't want that job. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Star Wars had the, the um, chance to kind of, methodically go down the line and just like take people out where this movie it's like it's one shot you know it's like we have one chance and you you Mm -hmm. you know this is the conclusion and it's our last chance to do something memorable and impactful and it's not i don't think they're going to be like let's kill them all off right here and now like like you're saying we got to choose and we got to choose the right one who will that be i it's just like hard like I, i don't i feel like to me, like Grant and Ellie feel untouchable in a way. Like I don't feel like the impact is there. I, I don't know. It's weird. Malcolm seems the most likely to me if they were to do something, but I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to just sit in a room and be like, "What do we do with this?" Because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know also... if there is a right answer. I, I Hopefully they found <laughs> the right answer, but I don't know it. Yeah, hopefully. But if they filmed like all three getting killed off and then they... <laughs> choose your like, own ending. Would yeah, be they fun. just choose that. <laughs> um, but we can't forget that there is another legacy character that we rarely discuss in this sense. But like Dr. Wu, very yeah. plausible legacy character death. So, and, and you know, he's he's been around just as long as all these other ones, you know? They're all tied now at this point, I think, in terms of how many movies they've been in. So He shouldn't have been um, on the poster. Like, that bothers me. He kind of earned his right to be on the poster and on the magazine. Like, he's been there long enough. I was kind of sad he, he's not really on any yeah. of that. Yeah, especially, I don't know. I mean, especially after speaking out, you know, fairly recently about how, you know, he felt that he wasn't... Um, you know, he didn't he didn't get enough credit for what happened or he didn't get enough of a role for what happened to his character, like versus what happened in the book and what happened in the movie. And he, he kind of looked was felt overlooked. And, and you know, whether it was a race race issue or what, like he, he felt, you know, maybe discriminated against. Um, but he's had the chance to come back and 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 shine pretty brightly, I think, and, and do some great things in this franchise. So it's a shame that he didn't, yeah, he didn't get a chance to be maybe more front and center. He's not in this interview. Now, maybe he's got things going on. Maybe, maybe, maybe BD Wong was not around when they shot the picture, you know, uh, or maybe he wasn't around when, when they took this interview. Um, but that's, that would be maybe, and maybe they want to keep him away from the press just in case, you know, he doesn't say anything. So who knows? Yeah, Who knows? I know. Yeah, I just feel like he earned the right to be up there with everybody else. Unless there's something going on, I don't know. But that's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, it happens a lot, especially with movies like, like this that like to keep a lot of secrets and keep things under wraps. You know, they don't want to reveal everything, so they kind of keep people away from the interviews and things, so... Yeah, you never know. But, uh, but yes, thank you, Jamal. That was a, a great question there. Uh, let's move on. What's our next one? This is an MP3 from Charlie. Take it away, Charlie. Hello, Brad. Hello, Jan. How are you today? I have a question for the mailbag. My name is Charlie, and my question is, 
Do you think the Spinosaurus is going to show up in Jurassic World Dominion? If so, why? If not, why? Um, yeah, personally, I think that the Spinosaurus uh, may show up. I don't really know where to sit. I'm on the fence. If it does show up, I think it'll be a cameo for a dinosaur. I think the Giganosaurus is the, is, it's the big dinosaur of this film. But, you know, I, I'm going to go mad. Imagine um, if we had the Spinosaurus, the T-Rex and the Giganosaurus fight, fight uh, all at the same time in this film. Each other. That would be a simply mad prospect. <laughs> and ridiculous. I don't think that would happen. But, um, yeah, that, that, is, that is my question. I, I, I would love to get your thoughts. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, this is another one that is uh is uh mm. you know the the one of the big controversies like what is is there a spinosaurus in this movie? Like there's some like uh marketing things that have like included a spinosaurus in like packaging or whatever. Um and some things that like, you know, don't include it whatsoever and and a lot of people have like taken a look at some I don't know, some footage of something and like it looks like maybe there's a shape of a Spinosaurus in the reflection of a window. And I'm like, I, I didn't see it at all. I'm not I, I see the the outline that people drew around this window that looks like you drew an outline of a Spinosaurus. But like, mm -hmm. I just don't see, you know, without the outline, I don't see that image there. Um, so I don't. I don't think the Spinosaurus is going to be there. I would love it to be there. You know, I would love it to be there. It, maybe there's a chance that, like, it, it, it continues on after Camp Cretaceous Season 5 or whatever because, you know, as far as we know, this is this. it should be the same Spinosaurus from, from Jurassic Park 3 um, in Camp Cretaceous. And what if it makes its way to somewhere else in this universe and, it, and, and it's in a different jungle somewhere else? Um, and that would be awesome. I think if it, if it did show up in this movie, I would like it to just like literally have no explanation at all and just show up and just, and like, like just take out a dinosaur and then that's it. And like, that's okay. the end of the movie or whatever. And like no explanation. Oh, where'd you come from? Like, I don't, nobody cares. We just want to see it again. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I'm think okay. it will, but yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I do. I do want to see him. I'm on the, um, the line of, I don't want to have like read any speculation of oh was this him was this that was it or where is he is he fit here is it gonna fit there and is, is he in it and all that like i know there's a ton of speculation going on and it's just the thing of the more you speculate the more you kind of write your own thoughts and write your own story and then when you see the movie and it's not there you're disappointed and i'm just like yeah. if he's there i would love it if he's not there i'm not gonna miss him because i'm not expecting him so i'm kind of just on the seat of my pants with him, I think. Yeah. I would love I, it though. I would. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I just don't think we will, but if it does, that would be amazing. And if it doesn't, that's fine. Like I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like they, th this movie has way too many things to do already. Um, but that would be really cool if it did, but, uh, I have no idea personally and I not heard anything else. And I don't think that reflection if, if uh, I don't know if Charlie saw that that image or video or whatever it was, but it didn't really look like much of anything to me. So, so yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Charlie. Now, this last one, um, you tell me. This last one is is nine minutes and forty two seconds. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How? What? What? That's 
Wow. I don't know. An, a nine-minute question could either equal <laughs> one-word answers from us or four-hour answers from us. So this could go two ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says uh, it's nine minutes long. So just in case you want to lis- listen to this on the mailbag or- and hear it uh, without t- uh, how much I talk about, uh, maybe pause it and discuss it after I finish talking about certain things. Sorry for the long one. Um, okay. All right. So I'll play it, but but let's like make sure we don't get too crazy with long, long voicemails. Uh, try to keep them like fairly short for the most part, but uh, we'll we'll end it here with this one, and uh, we'll see. Um, let's give it a play. Maybe hey, Jurassic. Oh, so, oh my god, it was so it was so loud. What what'd you say? <laughs> I was gonna say maybe pause after every question. That way we're not trying to remember all the questions. Yes, that would be impossible. So uh, what happened nine minutes ago? I don't remember. Yeah, two minutes ago, 30-second questions are gone. I know, I know. All right, let's play it again. Here we go. Hey, Jurassic Park Podcast, it's Keikoa, and a lot of cool stuff is happening right now with Jurassic World Dominion. The Jurassic World Dominion Legacy feature just came out, and they just revealed the poster. And also, I want to tell you guys about a Jurassic World fan fiction, uh, Jurassic Park fan fiction uh, book that I'm writing right now, which is gonna be really interesting. So first of all, the fan fiction book, I want to get you guys' opinion on this type of storyline. It's about Jurassic World, um, Jurassic Park. Uh, if you go to G- DPG website and under like reports or something, there's something about um, like an investigation. I forget what exactly the article is called. But it's about an investigation. I can't remember everything off the top of my head, but it's like... It's basically what I'm writing the book about, just based off this one article. Um, basically, in 1994, Dr. Wu and a bunch of engine people go to visit the island in 1994, see what happened, try to, like, recover their their dinosaurs, and, like research or whatever and a while ago back in like 2016 uh jack anthony ewens and the team at chaos theorem were actually working on a motion online comic which you can actually find right now if you look up jurassic world regenesis based around this as well and i thought that that was like a really interesting concept they never they canceled it unfortunately uh, Brad, you actually had an interview with uh, Jack Ewens uh, back in like 2017. Uh, a big long episode I really enjoyed. Where you guys talked about Dress World Regenesis a bit. I don't know if you remember that, Brad. But anyways, um, yeah, so I they never continued that. But I really thought like, man, it'd be cool if like this whole story like... They couldn't make a lot of stuff based off the ar- uh, report article things in the in the DPG website. Like, and this is one of the cool ideas. Like, they could make full movies off of this, but you know, um, Universal usually doesn't care. Those websites are just for marketing, like MasraniGlobal.com and and um, DPG. But anyways, the story of my. Uh, my the story of my fan fiction book is basically 
Dr. Wu and a team, one of the engine teams of the multiple that were spread across the island, uh, land in a helicopter and, like, go across and, like, do what they needed to do, and then something goes terribly wrong, and, like, a few amount of people there are, like, stranded, including Dr. Wu, and they're just trying to survive and figure out how to get help and get off the island. And it's going to be really interesting. Hopefully I can release it like alongside maybe Jurassic World Dominion or something. I release it in Jurassic June. Um, I'm hoping I can finish it by then and release it online or something. But yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'll hopefully be able to share that with you guys. Um, like you guys can hopefully read it or something uh, when it comes out. Because I think it's going to be really interesting but yeah enough about my fan fiction thing this uh well before we talk stop talking about that uh i just kind of want to get you guys thoughts on the report articles on the dpg website and stuff and like uh do you guys like this idea of what i'm doing do you guys think um like there's too much to it, it like do you guys think that uh, there is, like, enough freedom in Jurassic Park canon to kind of make up your own ideas of what goes on. I think that, personally, like, you can make up your own ideas in fan fiction of what's going on. And, like, if you understand what I mean, there's so much empty gaps to fill that fans could fill. And I think you guys talked about this in, like, one of them. Uh, in, like, a few mail bags ago, um, they're like, yeah, we could, we could, the fans could recreate or fill in all the gaps, they could make a strong, well, not very strong, they could make a house out of twigs, you blow on it, it falls down because it can't really, it's kind of a mess, Jurassic Park canon, uh, especially when it comes to the movies, not always, taking into consideration the other movies, the previous movies, and that's where the problem lies most. But, yeah, um, this book is just kind of, uh, playing out one of the events that happened, and the tiny little bit of wiggle room for the story to come in where the DPG article listed it, um, but... Yeah, so, uh, I also wanted to talk about the Jurassic World Dominion I'll pause it there, um, and uh, yeah. So I, I think I think we have some things to say here. I think uh, I, I I think there's plenty of room to talk or, or to write stories or to create stories in this franchise. Still, like there's definitely it's it's the only problem is like getting the the actors to like getting P D Wong for like if you were to do like a movie or something like that, it would be very difficult. So I think like fan fiction and and or books or whatever the case is like even animated series i think that's probably your best bet instead of de-aging like bd wong for an entire um you know movie or tv series or something but um i love this idea about um seeing what dr wu's been up to and um you know how and we've talked about this a lot about like um the cleanup process of, of Jurassic Park and what went into that. What mm -hmm. were the logistics of it all? Like what, how did they 
corral any dinosaurs? How did they do anything? Did they just go in and out? Did they, you know, I, I would love to see that kind of story. Um, so hopefully we get a story like that in the future. But like I said, it's kind of a difficult thing to pull off because we, we know what he looked like back in 1993. And, and you know, he, he looks great nowadays, but it's like hard to get that story. So that's why I feel like a book or something is perfect. So fan fiction, fantastic. Can't wait to hear you know, what happens in the rest of the story detail-wise. Um, I know, Jen, you're a big fan of, of fan fiction and stuff like that. So does this sound oh, like a I good idea to you? Completely, I completely support any kind of creative writing and any idea that you have. My goodness, please. <laughs> for someone, if you're willing enough to write it, there's someone who's looking to read it. So there's definitely an audience for everything and probably a bigger yeah. audience than what you expect. But there's so much space to write your own thoughts and your own stories and your own elaborations and your own fill in the blanks. I mean, do it. If you have an idea, just do it. I'm, I'm such an advocate for that. I love hearing people say, I'm, I'm doing a fan fiction. I'm doing a comic. I'm doing um, just a, a cartoon. I'm doing a little film. I, I just love everything that people do like that. It's just such a good yeah. creative outlet. I so support that. And I didn't really read. I know you're saying something about the DPG website, little articles. I didn't really read them in depth enough to even remember what they are. And like, so I'm not 100% sure what they said. But I mean, he seems like he's passionate about this and loving it. So I, I'm happy for him and excited for him. Go for it. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't really care too much about canon anymore these days because mm -hmm. like like we were saying like like Kiko said before it's like built on a house of twigs or whatever it was that he said there but like it, it's like it's hard because like there's things that you can connect and I think like the fan base is very good at connecting dots and creating our own stories that tie into things way better than sometimes even you know creatives can do um, but I yeah I don't know uh, I don't remember what was in that at all but yeah. um I th I say just like it do don't even care about canon or whatever. Just make your thing and and make it awesome. And if it doesn't tie in completely, that's fine too. You know, I I wouldn't try to I wouldn't like restrict yourself just because canon said one thing. You know. Yeah, I so support creative thought and thinking and writing. So yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that so that's the first part. We've got a little bit more. Let's uh, go ahead and play. Featurette. The Jurassic World Dominion featurette just came out. It was really cool. Do you guys think at this point, I think that this is about where marketing's about to like blow up and everything, and they're going to start showing us too much, and hopefully the next trailer or whatever. I, I mean, with the Jurassic World Dominion featurette, I'm perfectly fine. Me, personally, I'm perfectly fine if they don't show anything anything at all besides that for Jurassic World Dominion un until release because I don't want another thing with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I think that they've shown enough um, Empire Magazine I think they showed too much um, I kinda wish I didn't see a lot of stuff like the the Giga well, I don't know what's going to be said here. Mm. You, you didn't I read saw the, the uh... pictures in the magazine. I just didn't really <laughs> focus too much on what they were. Yeah, there was that that big 
headline image that said something like chaos reigns or something did you see that you saw that picture i right? did see it i just didn't like focus on like exactly you what forgot it that. is or you forgot it it's out of your head it's one of the things i try to forget <laughs> yeah i mean i do remember it though i know what you're talking about okay so do you want to take your headphones off or do you want to keep going you let me know um, no i think we're okay with the magazine okay all right here we go Sorry, a bit of spoilers from the Empire magazine. Blah, 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 um, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to say that it showed one of the battles um, involving Giga, which I really wish I didn't get. I, I love the correction here of like, hey, oh, wait, spoilers. Let me let me fix that. <laughs> like, let me tell you about what I wish I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. Spoiled also like the, the one of the little baby dinosaur things um in Malta which like seriously I I can't like, even remember what I'm not it's gonna go into depth exactly because <laughs> people who are trying <laughs> to avoid that type of stuff I'm not gonna go into depth but seriously you guys show that type of stuff I think that it should have been uh, saved for the theater in my opinion I um like the behind the scenes stuff that they showed in the magazine was perfectly fine with me and this featurette was perfectly fine with me maybe that one shot in the in the featurette that showed um that showed Alan and Ellie and Maisie like they're wearing Biosyn outfits I feel like that might have been uh too much to show I guess but I mean you know uh I feel like I'm fine they shouldn't have showed the Empire magazine uh, some of the stuff that they did show in the Empire magazine. But besides that, yeah, I think it's good. I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, what you guys' opinion on the Empire magazine and the Dress School D Dominion featurette. Also, that super awesome new poster for Dress School Dominion. And also that shot in the featurette of Alan Grant being all Indiana Jones, which was a bit... Uh, it looks it. really cool. A uh, bit too referency or too much feely like Indiana Jones. I don't know, but um, that I that looked super cool and it added to the new poster. What you guys thought on the new poster and everything? So yeah, I hope you guys uh, have fun answering these questions. Also, one small question: What was one thing that you think could be a possibility and really want to see in theaters um, for Jurassic World Dominion? That would make the whole audience be like shocked. Like everybody would gasp, or like some sort of scene would happen that would make it feel like you're um, in the theater of a Marvel movie or something, where the audience would just like everybody would be <laughs> clapping over the movie. Something sort of like that, where everybody would be super happy to see something fan servicey. Maybe what do you guys think that they could do something like that in the movie? What are the possibilities? But yeah, hopefully you guys can remember all these questions I asked and all the stuff I talked about. This is going on for like 10 minutes, sorry. Um, <laughs> and maybe you guys can like break it down. But um, yeah, sorry for the long audio. At least it wasn't text message or <laughs> written out because yeah. I know Brad doesn't like reading. <laughs> um, I know how much Brad likes reading uh, so yep. much. But yeah, um, stay safe and stay Jurassic. Well, yeah, that's definitely become a thing is me just loving to read. Um, but all right, so there, it wasn't too bad. There wasn't too many questions in there. I think like, you know, the first portion was pretty 
easy to to figure out. And then the second half is just like kind of like a lot of what we already discussed. So we don't really have to go into too much detail about, hey, they've released too many things. At least up until this recording, we didn't have the second trailer, right? So there wasn't anything to discuss there. Now they released that and it's like there's a little bit extra, but also not too, too much. I think they did a good job this second trailer, like showing more, but also not really showing more, just extending it a few seconds almost for like each scene. See, with that though, now that I look at it, because I clicked in my legacy feature at Captures, which only has the Claire stuff in it, I did watch this whole thing through with sound though. I just don't, I only watched it once, so I don't remember. Like, I do. Then when you mentioned the Indiana Jones thing, I just like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's pretty cool. But I, I'm trying not to like remember anything else. But um, <laughs> looking at it, see, like you said, the trailer, the first trailer, and the second trailer, from what I hear, was just the first trailer and then expansions of certain scenes. But this feature has like new stuff, like a lot yeah. of new yeah. stuff, and that kind of bothers me more when I think about it than the second trailer probably would because mm-hmm. there's just new scenes all over the place in this thing and oh, I yeah see all of it the featurettes are always the problem because there's like it's a it's long and there's like other cuts of other things and in this one there's like behind the scenes shots of things being filmed and um and there are dots you can connect with the featurette more so than i think the trailer so um yeah, and and it was like I was for the featurette. I was even pausing on like the interview portions. Even it, it would like there was like a moment where like uh, uh, Laura Dern is just doing an interview and like talking to the camera, and I'm like I'm pausing that and like looking at the set dressing, and I'm like oh my god, look at that thing, look at this thing. So mm. it's we're bad. I'm I'm so bad with this kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I I definitely wish they released less, but um. What are you gonna do? What about that poster? Did you like the uh, the, the oh new poster gosh. with the characters on there? That's like the most amazing thing in the history <laughs> of ever. That thing is amazing. That when that poster came out, it, oh my goodness, it's so good. It blew my mind. Like it's beautiful and it's bright and it's just it blew my mind. I love it. Yeah, I dig it too. Um, I, it's funny because I actually recently did a live stream, so. If you haven't seen it, go whoever's listening, go check it out. Um, when was this one? Um, I think it was. Yeah, it must have been April 20th. I did a live stream and we talked about Beyond the Gates stuff. We talked about some other things. And I we uh I was I had a you know a co-host on for that one. Uh Jarrett Courtney was on and Jarrett wanted to talk a lot about the poster because you know Jarrett's got a lot of feelings on that style of like Marvel style where you've got all the characters there and and I know Jared did just didn't like the poster but I was on the fence I was like mm. I kind of like it I'm like I I like the way it looks I mean there's some oddity, oddities to this poster like Grant's face and like where Grant is looking on this poster and mm. it, so there's that's a little weird but like I do like the poster overall I think it looks pretty awesome Oh I love it I'm looking at it now it's I love the the shine and the oh I the the lighting on it and the I, I really like this. I know when it came out, I just wasn't expecting. We've never really seen anything like that before, with any Jurassic trailer uh, poster like like that. Um, yeah, I really really like it. Like I kind of yeah. want to frame. I want to get one and I want to frame it. I really yeah. like it. I dig it also because there's no dinosaurs in the poster, which is like wild to think about a Jurassic poster with no dinosaurs on it. 
literally just like banking on these legacy characters and the new characters and and this like T-Rex amber thing, you know, and it, that's it. It's like that's pretty that's pretty bold, I feel like, is to make a poster with no dinosaurs. So I found that pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, it's all right. very different, but I yeah. love it. Yeah. All right. So the last portion is uh, what's going to make people gasp in the theaters. Do you have uh, any final thing here before we head out? Uh, What's the one thing that'll make people be like, oh, my God, this thing happened. That is such a hard question. Nothing came to mind right away when he said that. I mean, that is a hard, hard question because something that will appeal to the masses like for a huge theater gasp like things would make me gasp but that doesn't mean someone else next to me would gasp at it so like you need something like huge i guess uh probably i I don't know if other people care as much as me but if there was this big huge t-rex like moment where the t-rex does die um but we've talked about this how it has to be not in this crazy big battle and all that just like quietly like just very like somber and emotional and everyone kind of realizing what this means and what this is and the movie that you're watching is what that means and it's the end of this and the end of that and I feel like that would really silence the kind of opposite reaction it would kind of really silence the theater um which is just as powerful as any gasp I think uh that would be really impactful I guess if you have any legacy character die, you might get a gasp here or there. But I do think the silencing of the theater on something so impactful like that um, would be my pick. But it would have to be done like really, really well uh, and be built up like really, really good. And I don't know if I have the faith in them that they would do it like that. But that's what I would pick. Yeah, it's a hard one. I, I, I don't know. I mean... T-Rex, um, any, any, like we talked about the legacy characters, definitely legacy character. I, I, I've always wanted like to see like Owen die in this movie. I think that would be like a moment where like you just, you just don't expect the new cast to be killed off. I think that would be pretty big. Um, or the Spinosaurus, like we were just talking about the Spinosaurus before. I feel like if the Spinosaurus just came out of nowhere, and just like helped out the, a, a battle or something like that, everybody would be like, "Oh, oh my god!" You know, like that would be <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, or or killed another T Rex or something like that. <laughs> uh, it would be that's wild. True. Yeah, but I don't you know. know. What it's it hard. is though. You know what it is? It's that like, um, like any. This is so strange, but any character, like you have the legacy people and the new people, but the T-Rex, like the legacy characters have a relationship with the T-Rex. They have memories yeah. with the T-Rex. The um, new cast has, a, Claire has a relationship with the T-Rex. Like she was working with it in the park. Like everyone, she knows where it came from. She knows it's the original. She knows they know it. Like everybody <laughs> has a re- not really a relationship to each other, but they all have a relationship to the T-Rex and a, a different relationship and a different, yeah. like, um, just emotional response to it even. Um, and so, and a different background. So I feel like that's why that, the T-Rex dying and maybe having the characters kind of, like, sit on that for a second because that's kind of the thing that's ironically tying them all together in a way. It's not just the research and the um, releasing and creating of dinosaurs. That's, of course, there. But this character has really in, interacted with everybody. And I don't I don't know if there's any other character that's done that like that. I mean, that's significant. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that tie. Um, and, and you know, did, didn't some of that come from also like the evolution of Claire, right? Just like in there talking about the relationship between the Rex and, and Claire and stuff. So there's a lot of fun details that like I wish there was a <laughs> to bring movie it that... back. Um, Go ahead. to bring it back. A fanfic did that to me. Oh. Actually, oh, yeah. it was a fanfic that had this beautiful, beautiful written fanfic. It was only a couple of chapters, and it was oh, um okay. like Claire's relationship to the T Rex in the park. Like when she first, I don't know, when she first got hired, but then it also stretched. Like she always just had a special like sweet spot for it. Like cause she just had like she had a relationship like something like that, just with it, and then. The fact that that's in my head, but then the other, the, you know, the other characters also know it very well, and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. This 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 is why I need like a movie that is just conversations. Like, I just want them to all have a podcast together where they talk about their experiences. Like, I, <laughs> I want to hear them all. Like, I, I know there's a lot of action, a lot of story to tell in this movie, but like, I just want to hear. Alan talking to Owen about raptors. I want to hear like all of these experiences be- between, like you're saying, like the T Rex and just you know them all telling their story about what happened in the first movie and then telling their story about what happened in Jurassic World or whatever. Like I just want to see these moments like expanded upon and and yeah, that's not going to bring out any gasps, but like, <laughs> but yeah, I would but love to I see mean... it. <laughs> That's honestly the most interesting thing to me because I think I've, I, we've talked about it before, like the thing of everyone has their own perspective and own opinion of what they experienced. And if that clashes, that would be the most interesting thing for me because they each lived that. They each lived their own thing and they strongly believe in what they lived as true, but they all lived such different experiences. And for them to clash, like what Claire experienced at the park there with the dinosaurs and everything is so different than what like Ellie experienced at that park and there, but yet they both formed really strong opinions based on life experience, the fight for what they believe in, what they want to fight for all of that stuff and just their whole backstory. And to have that clash is so fascinating to me. And if, if you, and if they just meet up and they're all best friends, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they gotta, if they're just like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. the best, and like, I just I gotta see some conflict because they they all have such strong ties to these past experiences, and they're emotional towards. I hope these characters are emotional towards what they experienced and the trauma they experienced. And if someone else comes in there and says you're wrong, like I want them to, to be like, no, like I was there, and they're like, well, I was here, and like I would love that. That's what I want that's that's what i've been wanting from the beginning when they announced the legacy characters but yeah 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 the experiences are so different from somebody that has a job there doing this full-time to somebody who literally just showed up and had no clue what they were getting into you know like that's their experience so yeah and everything that transpired after it too like oh my gosh just that clashing is so fascinating to me yeah Mm -hmm. I, i i would I would like a whole book or whatever about just what the view from the world was like, you know, like uh, after learning about San Diego and, and, you know, that part in the evolution of Claire was cool to me and seeing how people, what people thought about San Diego. I want to see like that expanded on more, you know, in some form or fashion. I would really like, even in this, this film, as if one of the characters who knows which one just 
heard stuff about one of the like a legacy heard stuff about the original about the new ones or vice versa and they they just they form this strong opinion about them because there's it's just again taking their experience yeah. than what they hear and like saying well that they're wrong like they did everything wrong that's not that's not what i know it's not what i would do that's not what i believe and just to even have a conversation about that even if they um hash it out and become friends later but just to have that conversation of like why would you do that how can you how can you be like that how can you be on that side like how just just having that conversation of opposing sides and why and just to explain just just to differentiate of different time periods different lives different experiences different generations like that would be so that's a payoff for why you bring legacy characters <laughs> in with established characters because they're in the same universe when time actually passed like equally the time it, we are that many years away from when jurassic park happened this movie actually moves with time which is so unique yeah. And here we are with these characters that grew this way and grew that way and experienced all this stuff. And they're meeting like you want that you've, you've earned that like over all those years, man, I hope they don't miss out. Like that's that's the reason this should exist here. But uh, I don't know if anyone else cares about that as much as me. Yeah, but well, that is so something I want. No, I want I want all that that good stuff. Uh, maybe a good gasp would be sarah harding just rolling in strolling oh, in the screen gosh. and like people would die yeah. yeah that would be amazing that would be so so good so, oh my gosh you know what awesome. no um kirby's paint and towel i would gasp <laughs> you just hear the phone ringing and then you know where you are like oh my oh gosh my yes please <laughs> or the, the the phone the yeah the what about the ringtone of that phone if it just showed up somewhere from <laughs> jurassic it, 3 it it would have to tie into them if it just rang somewhere in 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 this movie. I'd be like, no, we need to see that ringtone tied to certain characters. There's no other way. I would love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be that would be a gasp. Honestly, that would Did you be hear a that? Gasp. I would gasp. <laughs> That's like um, in Fallen Kingdom when the Dilophosaurus. You, some theaters could hear a Dilophosaur and some couldn't. It was it was a very odd thing. That was like probably a gasp-worthy moment where you're like, "Oh, did you hear that?" And then nothing ever comes of it. But you know, I guess I guess we'll we'll see it again now. So so maybe I'll gasp when the Dilophosaurus shows up. I mean, you have legacy characters, and then you have Paul Kirby. I mean, mm. different levels. The leg most legacy of all legacies. That would be great. <laughs> the legacy. <laughs> oh, that well, would be so fun! My gosh. I <laughs> I think that about wraps it up. So, so <laughs> ending on the legacy of Paul Kirby. Uh, good question. Yes. Good question. It's been another long mailbag here yet again. <sighs> and uh, I appreciate the five questions we had probably in total tonight. Um, but <laughs> where can everybody find you online if they want to discuss this more? And, uh, well, I get, you can't really discuss it too much more because now we're in like we're, we're getting towards spoiler territory. June's going to be interesting. I don't know how oh, we're going to do the June mailbag, but uh, we'll figure that out when the I'll time have to comes. See. We'll have to see what happens. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do this one, and this was pretty good. <laughs> These are good questions. Yeah. Um, you Everybody can, was pretty good. You can find me at on Twitter, Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. Um, I do the Jurassic Vault, but I'm not going to be doing caps for the trailers, rest of the trailers, because I'm trying to stay frame by frame. I don't want to do frame by frame. But everything else, like promos and everything else, kind of posters, high qualities, 
stills, everything's there. Um, and for the first trailer, those those caps. And I also do BDH Network, uh, BryceDHoward.com, where we I'm so on top of Bryce news, like anything. And if you if you're like, oh, I wish I would have saw more from CinemaCon. Well, every picture's there, all the information is there, no spoilers, but all the all the information's there for that, and all the new interviews and caps there. So I'm trying to balance everything as much as possible, so you can find me those three places awesome. at different times of the day. Yeah, and uh, we'll, well, yeah, we'll see what happens um, in the next month. It's it, it could be a pretty crazy ride. So I hope you don't have to like, you know, go into the, the storm shelter and like, you know, wait mm. it out until then. But but that might be the best idea. It might be the best idea. <laughs> no, I'm thinking press tour. I mean, we're gonna be like in the middle of that, and yeah, that's gonna get crazy. That's gonna oh. have photo shoots and interviews and so many like instagram stories and it's just gonna get crazy but i'm okay it's the last one i'm okay yeah 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 it's like it's like a mixture of like hey i want to not take it all in i want to like experience things for the first time in the theater but i also do want to take part in everything leading up to it so it's kind of it's like a double-edged sword right you want to do both things so i don't know i'm i'm just all in so I, i don't i'm I got nothing to worry about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I have weird roles. I'm probably not going to follow my own roles. I'm just kind of making them up as I go. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll join up in June and you'll be like, hi, I saw everything. I, I saw I got everything. The screen caps are on the website now. It's all good. It, just, just it might check be. Out. We might be there. It's very possible. <laughs> I mean, this is well, new. This is pretty fresh. Yeah. So it might not last. That's true. That's true. Well, I appreciate you uh, answering what you could tonight and uh, sticking around for quite a while. So see you again in June when everything, you know, wraps up here. It's going to be wild. Wow. We've been doing this for so long. long. June's the last one. We're never, the podcast is ending in June. So everything. It's it's all over. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 320th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thank you goes out to Jen for joining me, as as Jen does, you know, every month. For the most part, we get around to doing this every month. Thank you so much to Jen. I love chatting with Jen about Jurassic. It is always so much fun, and this time emotional. So this was a great episode. I really had a fun time recording this, and all that goes out to you as well for sending in your thoughts and feelings, for commenting and letting us know what you think about Jurassic, how you're going to feel emotionally going into this movie. I think that's pretty important. So I want to hear more like that. I want to hear what you're feeling going into this next movie, what your thoughts are, what your theories are. I'm very excited. So please, uh, you know, make sure to call in, give us a call, leave us a voicemail. All you got to do is just leave a message. Nobody's going to answer. Don't worry. Call us at 732 825 7763 or you could just pick up your phone hit that voice memo app hit record and then record something again try to keep them to like three minutes long or so and you can email that over to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com or of course you could head over to our contact page and write something up if you want to over on jurassicparkpodcast.com so that's it i i'm very very excited for the next mailbag 
June, whatever date that episode comes out, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be a big one. And then, of course, whatever happens in the July mailbag, I'm really, really looking forward to that one as well. And, uh, yeah, podcast isn't going anywhere anytime soon, so don't worry about that. We're very excited to continue strong once Jurassic World Dominion hits. So I know I shout it out from time to time, but head over to our uh, Apple Podcast page there where you can go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Really important, really helps us get that exposure, helps people see, hey, they've got a lot of reviews. They must do something right, I think. So leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcast. Whatever stars you end up leaving, please go ahead and write something, and I will read it here on the show. But, of course, we'd appreciate five stars. That's the best. I mean, that's that's what, that's what the best you can get. We'd like that. I mean, that would be pretty good for us. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I will try to read those on as many episodes as I can. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating and being an active participant in this fan community. That is the best thing. Uh, we, we just That's what we love here. We love participation, being involved, uh, producing something, just being an active part of the community. It's really, really important. And now's the best chance to do it. So you might as well do it because this could be the last biggest time that we get to celebrate, especially with all the original actors and the, the new actors. It's, it's just it's the best time. It's the best time. So this is we got to save for this and we got to have a great time together as fans. So I am very, very excited. So thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to stay safe out there. Be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with. And as always, enjoy. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.